Hello and welcome to the podcast filled with his love. Many think that a prophet's main role is to predict the future, but a prophet's primary duty is to call people to repentance. In Matthew 3, we learn how John the Baptist is fulfilling his calling to prepare the people for Christ's first coming. And what does he do? He cries repentance, the same way that all prophets have done to all those who will listen. Quote, in those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. John the Baptist was clearly foreordained to cry repentance, as are all prophets. Each of the prophets of this dispensation has called people to repentance, just as John the Baptist did so long ago. President Monson once said, Quote, the gift of repentance provided by our Savior enables us to correct our course settings that we might return to the path which will lead us to that celestial glory we seek. End quote. President Hinckley, a very short statement. Quote, our safety is in repentance. End quote. Howard W. Hunter, quote, this is a gospel of repentance and we need to be repenting and resolving Indeed, the process of repenting, making commitments, and setting goals should be a continuous one. President Hunter sounded very much like President Nelson, who says, quote, Daily repentance is the pathway to purity, and purity brings power. End quote. Daily repentance. How do we do this? When we think of repentance, we usually think of asking forgiveness for breaking a commandment. And when we think of the commandments, we usually think of thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, commit adultery, etc. But we probably don't need to repent daily of any killing or stealing or committing adultery. So what do we need to think about every single day? You can answer that question for yourself, but here's my own answer. Focus on the first and second commandments. Love the Lord, love others, and love yourself. Today, I want to focus on that last part of the second commandment, loving ourselves. I believe that the most common way to break this commandment is the internal conversation we have with ourselves almost constantly. We are continually sending messages to ourselves, not always in words, sometimes in fears and worries or frustrations, just thoughts that we don't even put words to. But there's always this underlying chatter going on in our minds. I like the term internal chatter that I saw from an author the other day. I've talked about negative self-talk before in previous episodes, and negative self-talk is one kind of internal chatter. But we can also have positive self-talk, so let's just lump them together and call it internal chatter. Research has shown, by the way, that most of our internal chatter is negative, and everybody struggles with this at least some of the time. Even prophets. Today... I want to focus on a prophet we all know, Nephi. Even Nephi had a problem with negative internal chatter. I hope you'll bear with me while I share my view of his internal chatter from the fourth chapter of 2 Nephi. I want to do this one verse at a time. So in verse 16, Nephi says, Behold, my soul delighteth in the things of the Lord, and my heart pondereth continually upon the things which I have seen and heard. So he's saying, I'm a good person. I love the Lord. I think about him all the time. This is a bit of a positive internal chatter. But then his chatter changes. In verse 17, 
Nevertheless, notwithstanding the great goodness of the Lord, in showing me his great and marvelous works, my heart exclaimeth, O wretched man that I am! Yea, my heart sorroweth because of my flesh, my soul grieveth because of mine iniquities. Okay, but wow, I have a lot of problems, he says. I get sick to my stomach sometimes just thinking about how bad a person I really am. This is what Nephi is really saying. It makes me physically ill just to think of my problems. Verse 18, I am encompassed about because of the temptations and sins which do so easily beset me. And so he's saying, and the ways I spend my time, not good, not good at all. I succumb to temptations constantly. 19, and when I desire to rejoice, my heart groaneth because of my sins. Nevertheless, I know in whom I have trusted. So every time, this is what Nephi is kind of saying in my words. So every time I feel like being really happy, I think about all my shortcomings. But when these negative thoughts start to take over, I remember that the only way to real happiness is by staying close to God. Verse 20, My God hath been my support. He hath led me through my afflictions in the wilderness, and he hath preserved me upon the waters of the great deep. So he says, I, I reflect on all the blessings I received from God. So now, at this point, Nephi begins to get rid of the negative chatter. Verse 21, He hath filled me with his love, even unto the consuming of my flesh. So Nephi is saying, And then I feel my Savior's love. I have felt his love so strongly, I can't begin to describe it. And in the next few verses, He hath confounded mine enemies unto the causing of them to quake before me. Behold, he hath heard my cry day by day, and he hath given me knowledge by visions in the night time. And by the day have I waxed bold in mighty prayer before him. Yea, my voice have I sent up on high, and angels came down and ministered unto me. And upon the wings of his spirit have, hath my body been carried away upon exceedingly high mountains, and mine eyes have beheld great things, yea, even too great for man. Therefore I was bidden that I should not write them. So now Nephi is saying to himself, Look at all the blessings I've received from God. And now comes the turning point in Nephi's narration. He says, he starts to reason with himself. Oh, then I have seen so great things. If the Lord in his condescension unto the children of men hath visited men in so much mercy, why should my heart weep and my soul linger in the valley of sorrow and my flesh waste away and my strength slacken because of mine afflictions? And why should I yield to sin because of my flesh? Yea, why should I give way to temptations that the evil one have placed in my heart to destroy my peace and afflict my soul? Why am I angry because of mine enemy? So this little passage is a precursor to the punchline. After dismissing all of the reasons he has to be hard on himself, he literally commands himself to turn off the negative and turn on the positive. This, for me, is one of the most powerful moments in all of Scripture, what he says next. Verse 28, Awake, my soul, no longer droop in sin. Rejoice, O my heart, and give place no more for the enemy of my soul. The enemy of his soul is this negative internal chatter, this guilt, this negative down draft that keeps pulling him down. 
Do not anger again because of mine enemies. Do not slacken my strength because of mine afflictions. What anger is he talking about? The anger he had toward himself for being less than perfect. So he keeps commanding himself to get rid of all that anger, the shame and the pain he's felt, and begin to rejoice. So then he says, Rejoice, O my heart, and cry unto the Lord, and say, O Lord, I will praise thee forever. Yea, my soul will will rejoice in thee, my God, and the rock of my salvation. So then Nephi finally calls upon God. This is the first time, really, in this all this chatter that he's begun to pray. He stops the negative internal chatter and directs his thoughts and words toward God, the whole time reminding himself that he knows the Lord can help him because he has a testimony of the Savior. Here are his closing words. Yea, I know that God will give liberally to him that asketh. Yea, my God will give me if I ask not amiss. Therefore, I will lift up my voice unto thee. Yea, I will cry unto thee, my God, the rock of my righteousness. Behold, my voice shall forever ascend up unto thee, my rock and mine everlasting God. Amen. Frankly, we could discuss this chapter all day. The layers of meaning just keep coming. All of us at one time or another have felt like Nephi. All of us have engaged in negative internal chatter and said in some way or another, I'm so worthless. It it kind of reminds me of that line in the Hoosiers movie where the basketball player who isn't a very good basketball player says, oh, I don't play basketball. I'm not no good. I'm just an equipment manager. We can't believe our own thoughts or behavior at times. We can't believe how bad we do. And like Nephi, we keep pounding on ourselves. How could I have done that? Why did I say that? Why didn't I do better? Especially after all that I know and all that I have experienced, why was I so weak? Why did I succumb to the enemy? But Nephi flips the switch from negative to positive and begins a very productive, wonderful internal chatter that literally takes him to his knees in prayer. He talked himself into that prayer. He talked himself out of the destructive messages he was sending himself. And what happened with all that positive internal chatter? It caused him to remember his own testimony, his witness of the Savior. And that changed everything. He went from negative to positive. But I don't think it happened in an instant. We don't know how long the negative internal chatter went on. He may not have committed it all in writing, all that negative chatter, but he finally put a stop to it, a hard stop. Awake, my soul, no longer droop in sin. We ought to say that to ourselves every day, several times. When he said, O wretched man that I am, he was engaging in self-loathing, the strongest kind of negative self-chatter. He was having a hard time being compassionate toward himself, I believe that this is the most common sin of all, not forgiving ourselves, not feeling compassion for ourselves. This is why we need daily repentance, as President Nelson has taught. We likely don't need to repent daily of murder, adultery, or robbery. We need to repent daily of negative self-chatter. And how do we repent of it? We do exactly as Nephi did. We stop for a moment reflect on our own past positive experiences with the Lord, times when we have felt His love and welcomed His blessings, and then say to ourselves, Awake, my soul. Stop being so hard on yourself. Turn that negative chatter 
into positive chatter. And pray, just pray, and wait for the Lord to heal your heart. Everyone can do this daily. We all need to do this daily. When we awake, we let the light of Christ in, and then everything looks different. Darkness goes. We see with new eyes. We see with an eye of faith rather than doubt. We can let the past go, and that's what repentance is all about, letting the past go. We can't do anything about it. All we can do is transfer the burden that we have felt to the Lord, and He will forgive and heal us every time, every day. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.